Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Out and About with Antoinette. Now, this is a podcast where I have an opportunity to interview some awesome people who are from in and around the state of Delaware that are doing positive things in their communities. And what I love most is when I bring back guests from previous episodes, which I'm doing today. Nimade Biwu. She is an award-winning writer, speaker, and digital content strategist who's passionate about using her talent for communication to encourage people to see things from the perspective of others. Nimade uses her Instagram lives, YouTube series, and podcasts to raise awareness about important issues and entertain others. She currently has a fellowship with the National Alliance on Mental Illness Delaware as their Diversity and Equity Fellow. Now, in addition to all of that, she's passionate about the topic of mental health, mental health and wellness. And she has a business where she helps provide anti-racism and other training for businesses and organizations. With all that, she continues to volunteer with I Am My Sister's Keeper to help young girls and teens build their self-confidence. She's a social media ambassador, so you know I love (laughs) that. She's the social media ambassador for the ACLU Delaware and the social media director of the Academy for Peace. And she's also a member of the M. W-U-L-Y-P, which she's going to tell us about today. (laughs) Nimade, thank you and welcome back to Out and About with Antoinette. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be back chatting with you. Now, before we begin, I and before we even start this recording, I am so impressed with you and all your accomplishments because we met back in about 2018, 2019, and we, and we interviewed, I interviewed you and I've been on your Mm -hmm. show as well, but girl, I just follow you. And I am so very proud of you. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you so much um, for the kind words and also for having me on your show back then. I had just moved to town and you were one of the first people who are like, how can I support you? How can I help? And You've been amazing since then, and I appreciate it. And that is wonderful because, you know, it's all about the give back, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what you're doing. Now, you invited me also to be a recent, um, you know, spotlight. You did a spotlight, a campaign on mental health and wellness. And that is so vital, you know, because that was so hush-hush when I was growing up. But I want you to tell the listeners more about the MA, uh, MI Delaware, as well as what you're doing to support those that may still be suffering in silence? Sure. Um, so I have, a, I, I work with NAMI, which is the National Alliance of Mental Illness, uh, the Delaware chapter. I actually started as a volunteer with them and really enjoyed my time and wanted to expand on what I did in the volunteer role. Uh, so I was able to get a fellowship with them. And really my main job in that role is to connect the community with NAMI and to let them know that we have these resources available and to try to open up conversations about mental health and mental illness, um, especially in our community, because it is so hard. You know, there's so many roadblocks to having those conversations, whether it's personal feelings, religious feelings, lack of resources. Um, so I really am trying to do as much as I can to 
a create a space for people can, can where people can come and have those conversations and i do those with the monthly sharing hope community conversation so the last thursday of each month it's virtual we come together and we talk about different topics i try to always have a therapist with us as well as someone with um lived experience about whatever our topic is um those are also available on the NAMU's youtube page for anyone who can't make it um we are working right now on introducing some more mental health first aids um you know because as i identified uh sometimes the reason why people aren't getting help is lack of resources well within most communities you know who does everyone talk to their hairdresser their priest their bartender um, so I wanted to do a series of mental health first aids to train those professions, especially so that, you know, like they're not a therapist, but when you talk to them, they will know warning signs to look out for. They will know basics to give out that information. So that's a really big, um, first quarter of next year, I'm really pushing to, to get that out and get more people trained because the more people who are just aware in general, the better it is for all of us as a whole. Um, and then there's also just general classes and things that NAMI offers. Right now, I'm in the middle of teaching a seven-week course for their family to family, which I think is one of the best programs that they have. Um, if you have a loved one who has a mental illness, it's it's such a good program. I'm not just saying it because I'm one of the teachers, <laughs> but you really do learn, like, you learn the basics of mental health um, and different mental illnesses. You learn how to communicate with them, how to deal with different problems, how to problem solve. It's, it's a wonderful course. I suggest it to anybody um, if it's available. And we will be offering it again soon. So um, keep an eye out for that. And what I want, I, I'm taking notes here and I, and I want to come back to a few things. First of all, again, you are real and raw. There's no, you know, you're you. And I love that when I see yeah. your YouTube videos or your Instagram reels, because you're just coming. This is who I am. And that's so important, right? I mean, because, you you know, social media, good, bad and ugly. Um, mm -hmm. We're seeing the highlight reels, only the good stuff. But you made it like, look, this is me. And it's not always going to be pretty. Nope. <laughs> and I love that. Have you thank found that you've helping pe are people coming to you and saying, thank you. Thank you for doing that. I just needed to have someone else you know, because this is me, this is real, mm -hmm. this is raw. I have found that. And that's actually part of why I am so vocal. And it's funny because people think I just naturally love it, but really I'm much more private than people would realize. But yeah. I did find, especially in the area of like mental health and things like that, that when I spoke up, people would come to me and be like, oh, you know, thank you. Um, because I've been dealing with the same thing and I haven't been able to, to speak up. So I realized that that you know, I was blessed with the talent of being able to speak, even though I want to be quiet. So I try to use that, um, not just to give others a voice. I think people have their own voice, but to let them know it's safe to use their voice and to give them the platform. That's why I do my interviews and things to give them the platform to use their voice. And I find sometimes even like the hardest thing, um, you know, we're just coming off of the pandemic. And um, I was saying to you before we started, this year has been really rough for me for a myriad of reasons. Um, one of them, though, being that I really developed, like, my anxiety, I always had social anxiety, but it developed to a level of, like, I guess, agoraphobia because of the pandemic. Like, I, when I started trying to leave the house this year, was getting really bad panic attacks. And part of that also was due to an injury that I had. But the two things combined between that and COVID and everything, um, and that was embarrassing for me because I'm just out and about. I'm just, you know, here, there, and everywhere. And now I'm like, well, my heart starts pounding out of my chest just to walk out the door. Um, but finally I did share that, like, you know, with my stories and with a few people, 
and I was surprised how many people were like, oh, me too, me too. I'm having panic attacks. I was like, oh, okay, because here I was feeling like so weak, so like who's afraid to leave their house? But um, it did make me feel better knowing that other people felt that way, but then it also made me feel better knowing that me sharing, sharing it made them feel better. And that's true. And that's why I want to piggyback on the communication. Communication is key. You know, mm -hmm. we you, you you mentioned the pandemic and we were isolated. And at first it was kind of fun. Okay, yeah, this is pretty cool. Then it got not so cool. And as humans, we're meant to communicate, to touch the field, to talk, to, you know, and that had like stopped. Mm -hmm. So communication is key. Yeah. And I know sometimes we figure, you know, as, as females, as women, we, you know, we're always talking. Like, like you say, you go to hairdresser, you go to grocery store. We always got something to say. Men, not so much. Mm -hmm. And so have you noticed a difference? Like, is there, you know, with, with your clientele or with those that you interact with, is there, are you seeing um, where the men are still very, you know, tight knit holding it in versus women who would just blurt everything out or has the roles reversed? It's definitely, there's still tight lips because that's how men are, but I have noticed them opening up a little bit more. I've found that if you just give the men the room, the space, the opportunity, they want to open up. They just want to sort of feel safe about it. So um, I've led a few like men sessions virtually throughout the pandemic. Um, I know they're getting ready to gear up like Project Seed is getting ready to do a men's conference, hopefully in November. Um, and I think that when we give them that space, they do want to talk about it because men, deal with mental health and mental illness and things like that as well. They just don't want to seem like they're weak. And we very much live in society that tells them like, you know, buck up, suck it up and just get to work. Like you're good for providing for the family, but that stress really weighs on them. And they feel the impact of a mental health struggles just as much as women do. Um, and I do think though, overall, even though we have a very far place to go, overall as a society, we are getting better about talking about it, about, um, you know, just letting people know what we what we go through. I think it's especially hard in the black community because we're 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 almost given like stamps of approval for our ability to suffer, right? Like, oh, this is you know, like they'll praise how many awful things you went through and still made it. And it's like we don't need to be living that struggle life. Like it's okay to want to live a life of ease and happiness and doing things that makes life feel good. Life doesn't always have to be a struggle. But then you feel guilty when you don't have that struggle and other people do. So I think just sort of letting people know that that's okay and it's okay to find ways to just be happy. You know, I just want us all to find our joy. And I love that you said that because as, as a people, as African-Americans, as Black people, we know the stress and the struggle. You know, it's mm -hmm. inbred from, from, from the time we, we enter this world to the time we exit this world. And I guess sometimes we, like you said, we just want to be happy. Yeah. But when we're happy, we want to make sure that you know, again, it's a flip thing. Okay, I'm happy, I'm doing this and everything. And then like you have the haters, quote and unquote, the haters. Mm -hmm. And now they want to bring you back down. So we've got to find a, like a common ground. It's like, it's okay to be happy. It's okay to have things going your way. It's okay for you to be happy for someone being happy, yeah. right? Yep, yep. Yeah, and I really find, and I always say this, like truly happy people don't hate on others they really don't you know um when you're busy being happy you want other people to feel your feel your joy and feel the same way so I usually find at least I, that's what I tell myself like when people are trying to sort of bring me down to their negativity I almost feel bad for them because I'm like you must be in a very negative space to want to 
pull me down with you and I refuse to go, you know, and it's just really important to sort of focus on you. And I always use this example. I know it's silly, but um, I love Beyonce. I think Beyonce is the bomb.com, but not everyone loves Beyonce. Not everyone loves Beyonce. And there is, if you stop and think, there isn't a single person or thing that everyone agrees on in this world. There isn't a single person or thing. And so I always tell myself, if everyone doesn't love Beyonce, everyone sure isn't going to love you. And that's okay. You know what I mean? Though, But it's just like one of those, like, you're never going to please anyone. So at the end of the day, you have to make the decision to please yourself. You have to make the decision to find your own happiness and then trust that the right people will be part of that tribe for you. Bingo. And that's so spot on, you know, and if you exude that, it's like me, I'm such a positive person. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm all over the place. Like, not that I don't have bad days, but now the older I get, you know, I find that I have less bad days because Mm -hmm. it's a waste of time. Like, okay, uh, why, you know, why? Okay. Is it a lesson that I learned? Um, will I not do that again? Like, okay, like do we hang around those people? I love my family. I love my life. Do I wish I had more and all this other? Yeah, but that's not mine to wish. Right. You know, my gift is my gift. And, I, you know, people always say, well, how she get that? Or why is she doing that? I'm like, yo, that's not your gift. Why are you worrying about somebody else's gift? Worry about your own. So, yeah, I'm so glad that you are doing what you're doing. Not only you know, with I and my sister's keeper, because young girls, especially young girls, you know, it's mm-hmm. tough. It's really tough. I mean, we were both young girls once. I was a yeah. long time ago for me. <laughs> but yeah, well, tough. that's why I and my sister's keeper is so important. Like, I love that organization and Miss Charlotte. She does such a wonderful job, um, you know, really. And I, it's, I'm such like a, I guess you guys say like a bleeding heart. Like there's all, I always want to like get involved and help to do all these things. I really had to like stop myself and be like, okay, you need to pick like, four or five causes and those are your causes that's your blame like not that you don't care about the other things but these are what you're really focusing on and really at the top of my list was girls because I remember what it was like being young I always say you couldn't pay me to be young again just because I was so unsure all the time and anxious all the time like I've loved getting older because I've settled more into myself as I get older um but I want to help girls not feel that way when they're younger help them get that confidence and Help them know that it's okay. So I love that Miss Charlotte um, presents that space to do that with them for I and my sister's keeper. And that's great. And like I said, yeah, I love getting older. I'm just happy mm-hmm. as I don't know what because it's me. I mean, you know, it's funny because you see older people like, well, she lived her life and she did what she wanted to do so she can get out there and dance like nobody's watching. And that is so, you know, exciting. Yeah. You know, that mm-hmm. is really so exciting. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to continue the conversation about the importance of connecting, especially in the minority community, to mental health resources. And I want to touch on how you're helping or how we need to help remove the stigma because we know that stigma. We're going to talk about Mm -hmm. that in our community. So we'll be right back after this quick break. And don't forget, you can find and follow me on all my social media platforms by using the Linktree ID, A Blake Enterprise. Are you ready to join the billion dollar podcasting industry? If so, Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio is ready for you. Whether you're just starting out and have no equipment or you are a seasoned pro but need help with production, Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio has everything you need. 
Conveniently located in Middletown, Delaware, Blake's state-of-the-art production facilities make producing your first or 100th podcast a breeze. No matter what kind of project you have in mind, the professionals at Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio can help with your production or give you the tools to produce it on your own. At the heart of Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio is award-winning blogger, vlogger, and CEO, Antoinette Blake. And her goal is simple, to help one more entrepreneur be successful. So stop making excuses and start making your podcast, audiobook, e-course, and other online dreams come true. Call Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio now. 302-261-3530. That's 302-261-3530. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Antoinette Blake, the CEO of A. Blake Enterprises, and here on Out and About with Antoinette, every week on a Wednesday at 1 p.m., I have the honor and the privilege of interviewing a guest from in and around the state of Delaware who's doing positive things in their communities. And today, I have Mimade Bewu, and she is a dynamo, a writer, a speaker, a digital content strategist, and her passion, her passion in working with young adults, older adults, just on mental health, you know, the importance of that, because they say, if you don't, your health is your wealth, right? So we have to be healthy. Now, I was raised by my grandma, and we were in church from sunup to sundown, all day Sunday. And I remember the ladies in church saying, you know, if you got a problem, you just take it to the Lord and you leave it there. You know, anytime you had a problem and hey, that's it is, yeah. it was, and it is, but we can't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. He, the Lord has given us brains. He has yeah. given us intellect. He has given us the ability to create and make. He don't want us to just sit there and say, well, it's me. I'm, it's yours. Take care of it. We got to remove that stigma by saying, I need help. I need to talk to someone. Tell us about no, that. I mean, I absolutely agree. Um, I grew up very religious as well. Like church on Sunday, church on Wednesdays, Bible studies, youth services. Like I was there at the church. And, um, and there's nothing wrong with having that faith. I think that faith is important. I think that faith is good and it's grounding. Um, but when you combine that with mental health struggles, it can be hard sometimes. Um, and just a trigger warning for anyone listening. Um, oh, I tried to take my life when I was 13. Mm. Um, and it was very, it was a very difficult time for me. And we didn't realize I had like real mental health issues. Cause that's the other thing too, is like, 
one in four people start presenting symptoms as a teenager, but you're also a teenager. So people think you're just being a teenager. You know, they don't realize that it's something more than that. And I remember afterwards um, returning to church and one of the pastors was like, you know, you did what you did was really stupid. Right. And I was devastated um, that they would say something like that. Um, And, you know, I mean, I worked past it, but when I first came, you know, even when we talked, prior um when I had just come to town and I wanted to start up community conversations the very first one I wanted to tackle was mental health and religion because I think that that is huge especially in our community um for some reason people think that if you admit to the struggle and get a therapist or things like that that you're not giving it all to God that you're showing a lack of faith when it's the very opposite, you know, um, God gives you tools is how I see it. You know, um, we can't pray that our car and pa- I love Paplin Cham, pa- Chaplain Pam uses this example. Like you can't pray that your car gets fixed. You have to take it to a mechanic. And it is the same thing with our mental and our physical health, right? Like you wouldn't just pray. Like I have asthma. I can't just pray that my lungs suddenly are fine breathing. Like I have to go to the doctor. For me, I need medication. Same thing with mental health. Sometimes you need medication because a lot of times people talk about it in terms of feelings Mm -hmm. and that makes sense. But at the end of the day, it's an organ. Your brain is an organ. We're talking about the functionality of your brain as an organ. And that organ sometimes doesn't function the way it's supposed to. Sometimes it's not shooting off what you need to stabilize your mood, to help you make rational decisions. Whatever your mental health struggle is, it's coming from your brain. And we really need to think about that and think about that's why we then need to go to a doctor or talk to somebody. And, you know, people think like, oh, therapy, I don't want to really just talk to someone about my problems. I can talk to whoever. Um, Yes, you can, but therapists will give you the tools. That is Mm -hmm. the biggest takeaway. And for me, that's my big, because I'm very introspective. Like I can tell you a list of what's wrong with me before (laughs) anyone else can tell you. Um, But what I can't do or what I couldn't do until I started seeing a therapist is figure out how to fix all that, you know, and they will give you the tools and how to break it down and different ways to look at it. So it's more than just venting to somebody. And you also don't always want to lay all of your life stuff on your friends and family because they have their own life stuff. Like even now, before I vent to someone, I say, do you have the bandwidth? for me to to vent because you may be up to your limit on your own stuff um but that therapist you know has the ability to listen to you and take it in so i really really try to stress that that it's it's a partnership and that um your therapist is a tool sent from god to help you deal with this not something that you know you should be ashamed of getting help from and that's a perfect way to look at it a perfect way to make people understand again it's a tool it is something that you use to fix something and again god has given us allah has given us buddha has given us you know they have given us the tools Mm -hmm. and it is up to us to say okay i'm gonna take this and i'm gonna go forth and whatever i mean they're you know you have to be able to to do that so i'm glad that you um, felt that way. And yeah, you know, I was, I was a teenager in the seventies uh, and I was right there with you. There was some trauma drama going on and I kept praying, God, just let me die. Just let me die. I was too scared to do it myself, but I know every time I crossed that 13 bridge, wait, this was years before route one. I always prayed that my car wasn't going to cross it. And mm-hmm. that's just how I was feeling. I had no one to talk to. Um, 
you know, I just didn't have, have it. So this is not new, you know, young people, young ladies, young men, this is not new. It, it will continue. But when you have someone that you can talk to, it can, it can make things a lot better. So um, Imade, thank you for that so very much. Now, before I let you go, I want you to leave us with some contact information so that people can reach out to you, you know, whether it's um, just to talk to you, um, to find out more about my sister's keeper, to talk about the, um, the uh, NAMI Delaware, whatever it is, you know, the National Alliance on Mental Illness Delaware um, and how they can connect with you there. And then I always ask my guests to give me a wow. Leave me with a wow, words of wisdom. Okay. Um, well, first of all, thank you again so much for having me. Uh, it's always a pleasure getting to talk to you, especially about a topic that's so important. Um, you can reach me. I'm everywhere. Um, social media is that African butterfly. Um, as she mentioned earlier, in addition to the, the work that I do with the nonprofits, I also on the side, um, I have an anti-racism. Well, it's at the moment implicit bias course that I'm working on um, teaching. I do it independently for us, but also for businesses as well. Um, and I also do interviews like these for different organizations also, because it's, it's a great way to get the message out, right? But sometimes businesses don't have the bandwidth. So um, I do them for like the ACLU and I do them for Nami and I am my sister's keeper. Um, so you might see me sprinkling around it with different organizations and that's why. Um, you can also reach me as far as Nami at Engage at namide.org. Um, you can send me an email there. Um, I And if you also, if you go to the NAMI website, which I really encourage, I mentioned some of the courses and things that we have that we offer, but you can see it there. We have support groups, um, not just for, for individuals, but for family and friends. Um, we have um, LGBTQIA support. We have Latino support, especially in his in Spanish. So we try to really cover our bases. Um, please don't forget that in addition to uh, 911, we now have 988 available to call um, if anyone is in need of need of help or need of a hotline that's available for you to call as well. Um, trying to think of a code on my bases. I mentioned that I do a lot of work with I and my sister's keeper, which I love. Um, and I also do a lot with uh, Academy for Peace. We didn't get into yeah. that one a lot, but it is a great location on Market Street with Dr. Jay Macklin. And we are constantly hosting events for the community. Um, we just had like a community birthday party. We do women of fellowship. So we have some in-house stuff. And then also it's a space that people can use for their activities um, as well. I think we both did like a, a a book reading at one yes, point there. Yes, and matter yes. of fact, you mentioned that I'm going to put that on my calendar right now to connect with Dr. J, um, mm -hmm. so that I can get her on the show so she can tell us what's going on, um, especially yes. the upcoming you know month. Yep, that'd be great because we are really we've really done a, a revamp of it as well. You know, so it's not just a location, but we're building like actual curriculum with mm -hmm. actual courses. So awesome. um, that'd be great for her to talk to you about, but. Um, and you mentioned as well, you know, we talked about um, faith and mental health and mental illness. Uh, one of the things in in August, NAMI has a program called Pathways to Hope. And in August and September, we held um, Saturday uh, conferences where we watched videos. We talked about specifically mental health and faith. And it went so well that we are going to make that a monthly thing 
Um, so keep an eye out for that. And it's a way to connect the faith community on NAMI. So that's coming up. So that's all the things that I have going on. Again, you can always reach out to me via email or DM me. Um, I love to talk to people. Um, and then as far as my wow, words of wisdom. Um, so this is a quote that I, I love. I love quotes. I love quotes and I have quotes for like everything that I don't know. Sometimes, you know, you just get hit with one and it changes the way you think about mm -hmm. things. But one of my uh, favorite ones that I always come back to is those who matter don't mind and those who mind don't matter. Um, and it's, it's a Dr. Seuss quote, but it really is, I think, so fundamental for living your life. You know, we talked earlier about finding your happiness and being on your own path. And when I have moments where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to say that. Oh, I don't know what if I want to do that. I think those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. And it's truly true. Like people who know where I'm coming from, who knows where my heart is, who knows where my intent is, they understand where I'm coming from. And there's always going to be people, no matter what you do or say, who will not understand because they don't want to understand or because you just don't vibe. So you can spend your whole life trying to help those people understand, or you can stand in your truth, find your happiness and the right people will come around you. And so those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. So do you, boo-boo. I love it. And do <laughs> you, boo-boo, is what I say all the time. You know, Nimade, you are a gem. You are that African butterfly. You are just, uh, a, I, I just love you. I love Thank what you're you. doing. And I am wishing you continued success, happiness, and many, many blessings because you are changing lives. And your legacy is just going to be awesome. So thank, thank you for you. just giving me a few minutes of your time, of your busy schedule <laughs> to come back again on Out and About with Antoinette. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And I thank you for listening to today's episode of Out and About with Antoinette, because every week I have the privilege of interviewing a guest from in and around the state of Delaware who's doing great things in their own communities. And if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on Out and About with Antoinette, please send an email to info at ablakeenterprises.com. And don't forget, you can find and follow me on all my social media platforms, including my blog and my vlog, by simply using the link tree ID, A Blake enterprises. So thank you for listening and please share this podcast link with your family, your friends, your bae and your boo too. And until the next time, stay smart, stay safe and stay social because I will see you in cyberspace. See ya. It's the DE Diva aka the Delaware Blogger wishing you and yours a beautifully blessed day. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>